low howlers and a hearty welcome to everybody else. Thank you for hopping on here to listen to this episode of High Key Obsessed. I'm your host, Thomas Boomhauer, and today's episode is an absolute bloody damn torture for all of y'all. I promise you, it slaps. This episode, I had the honor, the privilege, nay, the pleasure of being joined by the inimitable Ben Reiner and Aaron Ayers of Howler Pod, the amazing podcast dedicated to all things Red Rising. So, let me warn you, spoilers abound throughout this episode for the entire Red Rising saga. So if you are not up to date with all five books, please, please, please do not listen. I'm sorry, but I'm doing it for your own good. Hop on out of here immediately. Also, this conversation gets rolling and raucous. So, um, like HowlerPod itself, there is adult content and swearing all throughout. Uh, If you listen to podcasts on the regular, you're going to feel right at home. If you're my mom, I'm very sorry in advance. Um, If you're a Red Rising fan and have not listened to HowlerPod, they're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, Etsy, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And they're very funny. They have amazing, amazing memes on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, you know, they've done an amazing job breaking down every chapter of the Red Rising Saga. And now in their current season are focused on character breakdowns. And this is their best stuff by far. It's all really top notch. They have an amazing researcher named Heather, who is a genius uh, and makes impeccable character connections and is just like, all their stuff is on point. So be sure to head on over there and follow them everywhere and uh, listen to their show wherever you listen to podcasts. And that's the intro for you today. Uh, my conversation with Ben and Aaron begins right now after the break. Welcome back to High Key Obsessed, and as promised, we're here today with two wonderful guests. We have Ben and Aaron from HowlerPod. How are you guys doing? Good. What's going on, Thomas? Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you guys for coming. I was, um, honestly, you know, I didn't expect it. Just some random <laughs> guy sliding is... in the DMs. <laughs> this is our first time being, like, special guests, so. Yeah, together. We, we're, we're we are very it. excited. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it. We did. We're guests. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thanks for having us on. You know what? Thanks. And you know, we're just thanking each other a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, hopefully we get into it. We start vibing. It's not too formal, but um, would you guys mind getting into it a little bit, telling us about who you are and about your podcast? Sure. So we're in Kansas. Ben and I are both from Wichita, Kansas, but we live in Kansas City. Um, and Ben started the podcast Howler Pod. We started it together. Ben's idea. <laughs> <laughs> he he knows I'm a yes person, so he looped me in. No, I mean the idea was we wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to do a podcast on Red Rising. Um, I knew Aaron would be a great person to be on a podcast so because I'm fun (laughs) also because I had read the books (laughs) and Ben only had a few friends that have read the books and she really likes the books not like you don't like them yeah I love the books yes so she was the perfect person um and she's kind of the star of the show I would be boring without her so uh in uh, life too yeah so yeah Yeah. we were we've been friends for a really long time we have always been into nerdy books and so we just decided to start this and we started recording episodes. And, and we, we both have full-time jobs. This is like our yeah. uh, side hustle where side we make project. zero money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away our secrets. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, just from listening, your friendship really pops. Um, I don't, I guess, I don't know if it, things can pop on audio, but um, it kind of does. I like it. We have a good time. Um, so outside of Red Rising, what are some of your other favorite books and like, um, you know, like TV shows and stuff that you guys are into? Uh, I'm like a huge nerd. So I'm into anything sci-fi fantasy. 
I went into like a huge deep dive of A Song in Ice and Fire over the summer. So I'm just coming out of that. That's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> lately, TV show wise, we're super into The Boys. Yeah. Um, I think that's been my number one show lately. Mm -hmm. I just finished it. So good. Mm -hmm. um, what else? I'm more mainstream. I don't mm -hmm. deep dive as much. Um, yeah, you like, don't go as nerdy as I will, for sure. Yeah, but um, I my favorite authors besides Pierce Brown are Brent Weeks. Um, he's like my next favorite. And then mm -hmm. uh, favorite book series from him is The Black Prism. But then like, I love rereading. Like, it's kind of like, I love rewatching The Office over and over. Like, I like rereading the same books over and over. So like, you know yeah yeah i do that as well <laughs> it's just like it's hard to find new books sometimes yeah for sure for sure i i really enjoyed like rereading books over the summer that's i did that a lot especially mm -hmm. for some reason it was like comforting yeah uh you know what's gonna happen but yeah, yeah and it's like sliding back into it's like an old friend almost right like, right. right yeah it's just times are crazy that, i don't know it felt like the right thing to do when <laughs> you're like trapped inside your house <laughs> for sure <laughs> Especially in the early days when it was you yeah. were really trapped in your house. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, I don't know. I love. I've been. Uh, I really got into Blake Crouch this summer. I read a couple of his books. Yeah, I actually have. Um, I've been listening to uh, the Wayward Pine series because it's on like Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, and I read Dark Matter about two years ago. Um, Dark Matter is really good. All his stuff. It's like some of it's like you don't know if it's actually good or if it just keeps going and you can't stop i know that's like is I, he the one with I didn't the like time his, traveler yeah I, oh. didn't, I didn't like his endings at all like mm -hmm. either of yeah. his last two books i didn't like the endings but i really like enjoyed reading the book up until the end <laughs> then i was like yeah. which is the one it. you had me read <laughs> what's the one you, you recursion, had? I recursion yeah. yeah i loved it and then it ended and i was like what the fuck <laughs> i was like are you kidding me mm -hmm. like that's on my wish list yeah, Dark Matter got so good, and then, like, the idea when, um, this would be a spoiler, so if you don't want to listen to no, it. No, spoiler yeah. heavy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, when all the versions of him show up, that's, like, the coolest idea. Oh, I know. It doesn't explore it at all. I know, I was, like, that's when I was, I was already in, and then I was, like, oh. I'm yeah. And then yeah. he, like, kind of falls short. Yeah. It was, but it's just, like, because everyone's, like, there's unlimited realities, and that means there's unlimited realities that are exactly the same. So yeah. all of those, um, whatever the main character's name is, they think they're in their own reality. And right. they could that be. such a great idea. I was idea. like, this is amazing. I know. <laughs> I, was I like, read that one. I was like so psyched. But then it was like, I was listening to an audio and I don't think I noticed that it was getting close to the end. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like ends. And they don't <laughs> explore that idea really at all. Like barely at all. We need to talk mm -hmm. to him about his ending. Yeah. Um, speaking of audiobooks, do you guys listen to the Red Rising audiobooks or do you just read them? So I'm, I started off uh, the first trilogy, I read them. Mm -hmm. And then when I went back through, I did audiobook. And then the second, uh, well, the Iron Gold and Dark Age, I've only listened on audiobook. I haven't read them at all. Yeah. So okay. I got um, super into audiobook. And now, like, mm -hmm. I, I listen to books like constantly. So like, I'm not really in my own reality for most of the day, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah I then, listen to audiobooks, but I haven't listened to Red Rising on audio. I plan to, but I just haven't done it yet. Oh yeah. You're missing out. The, um, the narrator is really good, especially for the first trilogy. Nice. Yes. Um, yeah. There's some controversy yeah. for the other viewpoints. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lyria in the first one is a train wreck. I would like. Well, it's she's so slow. I always I would uh, speed it up when mm -hmm. she was reading, and then I'd have to like another chapter would start, and then Lysander his mm -hmm. voice read so fast, so then it'd like go the opposite way. Yeah. And, like I need some like auto speed going on. And the sound was different too. Like the, yeah, it just it was, was just... and it's crazy um, hearing like people ask Pierce about like why did. Uh, Tim Gerard Reynolds all of a sudden starts saying Cassius instead of Cassius, mm -hmm. like he did. And Pierce is like, what? Really? Yeah. Like, he doesn't even know what's going yeah. on with the audiobooks, because that's not under his umbrella, I guess. Right. It's crazy that, like, the author isn't more involved. 
obviously as like a team. Yeah. Um, have you, so I found that when I read them, the, I start thinking like a little bit once in a while in some of the slang, like I'll just be like bloody damn or gory damn, <laughs> mostly the gold for some reason. Yeah. Um, but especially when I, I, I would hope to be honestly. <laughs> um, but anybody who says they're not is lying. <laughs> right. I mean, like, well, you don't want to be rich and powerful. Yeah, you don't want to eat hummingbird tongue for breakfast. Like, what's your deal? Right. <laughs> no, I want to just you know die at thirty and work in a mine forever. It sounds yeah. like that's my jam. Yeah. No, I would rather be tall and powerful. Well, you used to want to be a blue. Looking. Well, that's just because I wanted to fly a spaceship. Oh. Yeah. I was also lying. Yeah, I mean, being like a seven foot tall Captain America, you're just chilling. <laughs> yeah. I would like that. I'm okay with that. How about has that happened with you guys? Have you ever accidentally used any of the slang? Um, I'll definitely say, like, my good man from time mm -hmm. to time. But... When you're being proper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I say weird shit all the time. I probably <laughs> say it. Or Prime, I'll say something. Oh, Prime. Oh, uh, yeah, Prime sure. is a big one, yeah. yeah. Prime blends in better, mm -hmm. like, with with Earth as it is yeah. today. Yeah, it's less noticeable. Or, like, yeah. A good adjective. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't said bloody damn or anything. Mm -hmm. I say fuck a lot, so I'm glad that Pierce started <laughs> yeah. saying it more. Incorporating that. It is, yeah. um, it's funny, because, like, the first one is not is almost, it's the most young adult of them. So it's, yes. like, all made yeah. up swear words. And then all of a sudden, he's just dropping hard, <laughs> uh, just hard pork. One of our listeners do like a study and counted like all the cuss words. Yeah, well, he's like the first, like the word "fuck" doesn't show up until the third. Until book. the third, right. yeah. Yeah, that's a good use of time. Yeah, it's <laughs> like word searching cuss words <laughs> in your favorite book. Oh yeah, yeah. On the uh, Kindle, it makes it really easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I know we just met and I feel like we're, you know, we're connecting, we're vibing. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I should ask this question or if I should wait. Yeah, this, what is it? It's really controversial. <laughs> okay. So on the uh, Cassius episode, uh -huh. you fan casted Henry Cavill as Cass Cassius. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> now, Henry Cavill. You're, you're younger. <laughs> Hold on. You're, you're a young man. Like, mm. I am an old woman. Of no, course, I get it. going to cast Henry. But here's the thing, right? He's handsome. But I, just, I haven't seen um, The Witcher yet. So maybe this is my fault. But every other thing he's in, I just want more. Like, I'm just always left cold by his performance. Okay. And also, so I don't know if you guys have seen the Mission Impossible that he's in. Mission Impossible yes. Fallout, I think. He gets his so, face smashed. Right. He He's fighting a guy two on one, and he loads his fists like they're guns and then gets his ass beat and like that, you're gonna tell that me that wasn't his fault but you're gonna tell me he turns around and his honor remains like no way i don't buy it hey, that, that was plot armor really and you this. have to kill the bad guy of course i'm just saying i don't buy it okay so um i know what you mean about cold like you're thinking of like superman he's right. like statuesque and then also like the and man he from looks Uncle. amazing he does. <laughs> Actually, I wrote about that on my blog. I was like, how is Superman so buff? Like, it makes no sense. How, where yeah. does he work out? <laughs> like, everything's super light for him. How, does he, how did he get jacked? That's a good question, actually. How does he do that? He lifts the earth. Yeah, you'd have to, like, he go curls planets. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I guess, like, that scene from The Incredibles, just, where Mr. Incredibles is, like, working in the trains. I would say The Witcher, he shows more personality. He's mm -hmm. still, like, got that cool, too cool for school vibe. But, like, he does get, um, he gets kind of wooed by one of the witches. And he shows kind of some more depth there. That's mm -hmm. my favorite thing that I've seen him in. Yeah. yeah. You have to watch The Witcher, it, first just, of all. There's, there's some so really cool fighting now. scenes. Yeah, I love it. There's some good stuff in there. Who who are you fan casting for him then? Yeah. I don't really know. It's it's tough What's because up, <laughs> it's tough because you know we're probably like several years out, and then we also have to factor in hopefully the sequel trilogy too. Right. Um, I really liked um, Sam Claflin. I think the guy from Hunter Games that you guys yeah. brought up. Mm -hmm. I think I like in my head when I picture the Golds besides like um, Apollonius and the Telemannus. 
Omanises. Mm -hmm. um, they're not super like buff jacked. They're just like solid. Like they're yeah. more slim than like yeah. outwardly jacked, if that makes sense. Have you seen I Am Number Four? Yes. Yeah, that guy, um, Alex Pettifer. Yeah, yeah, I think of him too. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's a shit actor though. Yeah. But like looks wise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just love Henry so mm -hmm. much. I follow him on Instagram, so I feel like we're friends. Mm -hmm. So, like, I had to give it to him. I do think you probably need somebody with a little more depth and soul. But and he is too old, but I, I, I'm picking him more as, like, the Cassius of right now between book five and six, not mm -hmm. as, like, young Cassius. I don't want him so muscly, but I do feel like he's got the Cassius look. I mean, Henry's, like, exploded. Yeah. Because, he's too muscly now. Like he yeah. he's like swollen yeah. with muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. For me, the fan cast is more about that's the kind of look that I want. But as far as an actor, yeah, I think an actor is probably gonna the, for the Cassius role needs more depth. Mm -hmm. needs I mean, they're they're more. probably all gonna be like unknowns. That yeah. Am I? Are we allowed to ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what do you think of the idea of instead of doing a live like action live people what about something animated um i don't like that idea but that's just like a me thing i think uh -huh. they actually i say that but then like one of my top five favorite shows is avatar which is animated you have heard so that's really good yeah i'm like i was gonna say i have a hard time relating it to um animated shows mm -hmm. but um i mean when you read dark age you're like i don't think we're gonna do a tv show <laughs> how are they gonna budget this yeah. How are they going to squish people with a giant statue? How are they going to... They'll never be able to make Dark Age. Yeah. Or, I mean, any scene, every scene is like of billions them. of dollars. Yeah. And I, I, I know that a lot of people like uh, shows like The 100 and um, some of those Amazon shows, but I don't... <laughs> I don't like them. Like, I don't, I think the acting's bad. Yeah, when you or, like, get a bunch the storyline is fucking boring. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think most of it is budget. Like, they can only, like, show so much mm -hmm. before they have to just go one-on-one -on -one with characters who I mostly think are bad actors. Yeah. So, I think sometimes I think animated might make it, like, survivable. Right. I think that, yeah, the second trilogy, I just don't think is going to make it to television. Yeah. Um, the first trilogy I think can and the way I think they do it is we spend more time on that two-year gap in between oh um, yeah to stretch it out to get more seasons yeah so you get more like academy time and that kind of thing more mm -hmm. training with the razor yeah yeah you get to see some of that stuff um it's like Skywalker I would Yoda. say like okay. I think you're gonna get Red Rising adapted pretty like straightforwardly and then they're going to show like Darrow in the academy before mm -hmm. Golden Sun actually starts. Yeah. You're gonna get a lot more of that. Yeah. I wonder I how they that. do handle the razor training because it's so like central that you don't know I think about you'd it. Be that surprise, right? Yeah, I think maybe like That's you a good have point. him kick Cassius uh Cassius goddamn. I keep I try to merge Cassius and Cassius when I say it. But I always say like Cassius. <laughs> and it just it's that's not a name. We know who you're talking about. Uh you know, Bologna. Yeah. The Eagle. Yep. We're not sticklers on names. We get people. Do people write in all the, all the time? So. Like I'm saying them wrong and I'm like, I listen to the audiobook, so I feel like right. I'm closest. That's what yeah. Did you like at least sure. in my American voice. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about I can't like emulate Tim right. Gerard Reynolds, right. obviously. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the what the big one was the Cavix. We yeah. were saying Kavox because like mm -hmm. Tim Gerard Reynolds is like British and he says Kavox. And so we were saying Kavox and someone wrote in like it's Cavix. Yeah, it's I don't know. <laughs> I mean honestly you know who they're talking about, who cares? Well, and yeah, it's like it's like written down. Like <laughs> yeah. it, Google Translate won't tell me how to say it. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. <laughs> but yeah, it's um it's definitely gonna be complicated. I'm mostly excited for the adaptation because of the first Iron Rain. I can't wait for the, um, you guys know Battlefield 1? Do you remember the announced trailer for that? It was like a dubstepy type remix of uh, Seven Nation Army. Oh, shit. So I just want awesome. um, the first 
Iron Rain set to that. It's going to be amazing. Even if like the fans have to do it after. <laughs> Is that the boom? Some nations are always like not the, that one. Bum, 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 bum. That oh, one. nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I thought that was um, Jack White. It's called Seven Nation Army. Oh, yeah, that's the, the song is called. I was like, that. I love Jack White. <laughs> I don't I think even know what it's called. There's like a dubstep group called AWOL Nation or something. Maybe yeah, yeah. We got jam out. You have to send that to me. I want to watch that. Got it. Um, but yeah, you know. Oh, you know what else is cool? A couple. I think it was like last year. Pierce uh, on his Instagram, back to back, put a picture of him at uh, like the Halo Studio, and then at some other video game company. I think whatever makes uh, World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are we getting a Red Rising video game? Or is he at least writing Halo? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I definitely um, don't play those first-person fighter games. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, stuck in Mario Kart, Super Mario Brothers world. <laughs> like, I never graduated. That would mm-hmm. get me back into video games if I... Like, I remember... So we're in our 30s. So when Halo first came out, and my bro- I always play video games because I have an older brother. So I'm like very, very good at like the Super Nintendo games. Side-scrollers. But then I'm like not good at the PS4 games. So <laughs> we, I remember we got Halo and like I was fucking like so anxious and terrified. And this is why I'm not actually a gold. I can't even play a video game where like someone's shooting me. <laughs> Cause like I get too scared and I like couldn't like figure out what to do. I'd like freeze up. <laughs> Anyways, if there was a Red Rising video game, I would be too much of a pixie to play it. <laughs> oh man, I wonder. Yeah, I hope we get one. It'd be cool. There have been times when I thought like instead of adapting Red Rising straightforward as a TV show and getting everyone upset when it's not as good as the books, why not give us like. Um, stories that are adjacent to the world, like maybe yeah. Lauren's bad story as a TV show, or The Conquering as a TV show. Yeah, the, cool. there's like the whole series is ripe for spinoffs. There's so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world building's so great. There's just so many options there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys aren't big fans of The Vampire Diaries, but um, uh, they did a great job, like keeping it going by spinning off. Oh, really? Character into yourself. yeah, yeah. into I, um, other groups. My girlfriend actually just finished that earlier this year. Oh my god. <laughs> Ian Summerhalder is like fucking amazing. Like I probably love him more than Henry. Wow. And he loves cats. Nice. Like that's crucial. The animal, not the like musical. <laughs> he might I mean, we don't know. <laughs> Nobody loves cats the musical. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> What's next? Um Let's see. How did you guys discover Red Rising? And what, um, sorry. And uh, what keeps you going back to it? So I discovered it. I was like perusing BuzzFeed, I think back in like 2013 or 14, whenever mm-hmm. the first book came out. And I just saw an interview with uh, Pierce and they had said like the, he's the next hot sci-fi writer so I was and like, you're like this guy's my age like, and yeah we were the same age and so we could I, be friends <laughs> and I was interested in writing at the time so it's like I'll read this article mm-hmm. and uh he just seemed really cool like he came off like really genuine and really cool in the interview and the series sounded really dope so I was like the next day I like went to the bookstore and bought it I have the hardcover first edition nice uh and, sell that shit. yeah <laughs> and uh read it i was like aaron you got to read this and so like we've been reading it book by book since it came out originally yeah. with the gaps yeah oh man yeah. and then yeah ben tell basically ben and my older brother are the people who tell me what to read and i just read whatever they tell me to read mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, so that's, that's how, how i that's how i read it what then, keeps me coming back is like Pierce is a great writer and I I exclusively read fiction um I and I love um space so with that parameter like a lot of other authors I've read they're just like not up to par with him mm-hmm. and one thing about Pierce is I think like it's been fun to like track his improvement it's like yeah. often the first book is like an incredible achievement and really good but he's just like upped his ante 
upped his game on each book and he keeps much getting more better. murdery yeah it's getting darker but he's also like writing more beautifully and um like deeper emotions and it, it's i don't know he's just I, I love watching his journey and um like the investment in, in him is really what's um kind of kept me coming back to the series like that's mm -hmm. why i care about it so much Something I've noticed too recently, and Miles is reading this book with me. We're reading um, Brandon Sanderson's Chip. Sorry, pause. Can you cut out the pause. What am I reading right now? Um, nope, don't play. Uh, the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. And while I like Brandon Sanderson's books, um what he does in the like series if you go to books two or three or four up to six mm -hmm. he'll repeat so much of the same stuff and he kind of treats the readers like we didn't just read book one like we're fucking idiots and it really makes me mad and I, i've been realizing like pierce never does that he doesn't like spoon feed us yeah, he like he just him. he knows that we're smart he knows that we already read the other books so he just like keeps the story moving and doesn't over explain things. And I really appreciate that because I yeah. get so pissed off when it's like, I'm like screaming out loud during this Mistborn book, which is a great book. If you haven't read it, you should. But um, he'll, he'll re-explain something just offhand like, oh, this is what this does. And I'm like, I fucking know. <laughs> like, I didn't forget. You just explained that. So I like that Pierce treats us like adults. And like we can remember the story and and he's not like pandering to us right that's mm -hmm. uh, a really great point i feel like every one of his books has like a real sense of momentum and it keeps you um rolling through the book i think the only one that really is kind of tough for that is iron gold mm -hmm. the first time you read it because it's such a a switch from mm -hmm the single point of view from the first series and you're just not expecting that and it's, it takes a lot to get used to uh but once you've read it once then you're back into the same thing where it's like you go back and reread it and you have that sense of momentum that all his writing has mm -hmm. yeah i really um i didn't like iron gold at first and then after dark age and then you reread it after dark age it's like yeah. it's incredible yeah yeah because he sets incredible. everything up yeah i also like that the the rereads I mean, I've done a lot, especially with the first trilogy, like they're always rewarding. And mm -hmm. it, I always like discover new um, breadcrumbs and new like hints that I didn't remember, or, or, yeah. you know. Didn't. Yeah, I think he's, um, he said in interviews that he likes to leave himself like seeds all over and then decide which one's the plant. Right. So, like, you catch them on the reread. You're like, oh, that's um, Leto who yeah. up with uh, Nero when he gets whipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that type of stuff. It's great. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> like Leto, you know, he's he's in the first book. Like he's saying he's there with and Pliny. Nero. Or Pliny. Yeah, and Pliny Pliny's there too. Oh, I knew Pliny was. Yeah. I don't think I knew Leto was there. <laughs> They're there at the beginning when Eo gets hung. Damn. Or hanged. hanged. Probably yeah. another seed I missed. Gotta go back again. <laughs> yeah, and that's like that's a special seed that rewards rereading, I feel like. I also like that he's super nice. He's um, very accessible, like, and he responds to his fans. And, you know, I think a lot of authors are like that, but it, it's just nice that, you know, he's not J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, please don't put that in. <laughs> I know, we're going to get canceled by uh, the Potterheads. <laughs> this is actually like, a, it's not a high key anti-potter podcast but it's a low-key anti-potter yeah podcast. i still yeah i still like those stories but i like all stories yeah <laughs> um he, i couldn't stop myself <laughs> I, she, I mean she went out of her way for no reason she, yeah like, oh i God. worked really hard to craft this amazing world everyone loves it let me ruin it for no exactly. reason well, people were trying to tell me about it and i was like i don't want to hear about it i don't want <laughs> don't ruin harry potter for me and then finally i was like i can't like not you really gotta see separate. It. It's like fuck, yeah. man. It's like, and then not even just her own view with views, which are backwards. Um, yeah. Just her coming out and being like, you know what wizards used to do before bathrooms? He used to just trap trow and just poop on the floor. <laughs> and then no. like disappear what? their shit. Do yeah. we? Do we need that? 
I know. I think I guess. Hey, it's, she do. tweeted it, so it's canon. Right. They need to take Twitter away from her. I think she thinks fame is something that it's not. Yeah. Like she thinks she like needs to like cause attention to be put mm-hmm. on her over and over. Instead of like just being a good person. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I created Harry Potter. I'm gonna go chill. Yeah, you're rich as fuck. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Just donate. Be quiet. <laughs> yes. My point is Pierce is cool. Yes. His interviews are all like he's very funny. And you can tell he's like a fan of his own uh, story, which is cool. Oh yeah. yeah. I think I forget if like it was the biggest nerd of them all. I mean Oh I know. He either it was either an um, AMA that he did or like a different interview, and someone asked him, you know, the classic who would win in a fight, Lauren, uh, Aja, Cassius, or Darrow, and he just started nerding out, like getting super in depth. He's like, well, if you depends where it is, if it's a duel, if it wasn't a duel, several might beat them all. It was like really cool just to see him nerding out over his own story. Yeah, he did that with us too, and he even said it. It might have been that I could talk about this shit for hours with you guys. So he's just like he was fully ready uh, when we talked to him to yeah. just like talk forever. We actually like they had to stop the interview. Mm-hmm. He wanted to keep going, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it was funny. I think it was in your interview. He brought up a um, cool point too, where when people will complain to him about plot armor for Darrow, he's like, he shot himself through a spaceship. Like I want to keep writing these books. <laughs> I have the people that complain I'm like you're complaining about like a perfectly wrapped gift that someone (laughs) like what are you complaining about like it's weird come on just Mm -hmm. like enjoy your life um yeah he's he's great he's 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 like too smart like he and Ben started talking about history and like I I said before we started like I don't really know history and I'm just sitting there like what the fuck are they talking about I'm Um, like trying to like be engaged like totally yeah yeah every time full of facts every time he posts a picture of what he's reading on Instagram I just screenshot it immediately add it all to Amazon um it's crazy have you been reading some of his stuff that he's been reading um a little bit I'm working on my um like my seminar paper right now so I have to read a bunch of books about (laughs) uh, the Iroquois so I'm a little busy the Iroquois the local Native American tribe yeah awesome that's dope hey I just I I'm a non-traditional student I went back to school um Mm -hmm. to get my architecture degree so I just graduated May 2019 so I like missed COVID yeah, you snuck like in. I, was, I was like the last person to graduate oh, normally. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably had a real one in December. That's true. Yeah. I forget. December grad. That's awesome though. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. I made it. <laughs> just in time. Um, also, just like on the Pierce Brown note, one of the more handsome authors, I would say. For sure. Oh, yeah. He he it's not a deep well, but, you know, he's up there. And his dad. (laughs) We both uh, completely embarrassed ourselves meeting him. Like, Aaron screamed at him. Um, I... I mean, I screamed and ran across the street, and I was like, hi, we're Hollerpaw, we're interviewing you. (laughs) And he's, like, with his mom. They're, like, trying to go get food before the the book tour. And And he, like, gave us hugs. And so Aaron hugged him, and then I hugged him. And then she started talking to his family. And then I just started talking to Pierce. And I was like, this... I like had my arm. You were like gripping it. And Aaron's like, what are you doing? I was like, let go, let go, let go of Pierce. I was like, this far. You're like crushing him. He still did the interview. (laughs) I think he liked it. Yeah, he's got piercing blue eyes. His mom, we met his mom and his sister. And his sister, it, Blair, mm. I was like, oh my God, I want to be her best friend. She's so fucking cool. She She's like really rescues nice. animals. She's saying she like comes to Kansas City sometimes for her animal rescue thing. She was really nice, super supportive so, and helped us yeah. out, like helped us get the interview. They're just so down to earth, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like yeah. here's, you know. He's totally genuine, like. He's from Colorado. We're, yeah. we're a state away. Mm-hmm. We're like basically. I was like surprised how much it was just like talking to a normal person. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. We're best friends. It's fine. (laughs) Super cash, you know. Somebody should let him know. Yeah. (laughs) Let him know we're best friends. (laughs) Okay. So um, this is a tricky question. And I asked my friends a similar one and they completely let me down. So I have kind of high hopes for you guys. 
You need new friends. No, Apparently. <laughs> um, so what are your hottest Red Rising tapes? I don't, no sense. I don't care if they make any sense. Lots of sense. I just want scorching hot. I mean, I'm pretty on the record with my hottest takes, probably. I mean, but you're, you're backing off of them. That's true. My holiday take was pretty hot at mm -hmm. the time. It's falling apart. My, it's in uh, <laughs> yeah. my next hottest take is probably my, my thorn girl slash uh, figment take. And I think that the, okay, so there's a girl, there's a family of thorns murdered at the gala party. Gala gala. Gala gala by Lilith, etc. And there's one small girl that survives. And like you had talked about, Pierce in an interview had talked, or on Twitter, I think, had talked about how he leaves seeds to be planted and they're going to grow later on. And so somebody had asked him specifically about that girl that survived the massacre. She was like just a little girl at the time. And he said, he like replied on Twitter, you know, I'm out here planting seeds and you guys are ruining them. You're like digging them up or whatever. And so based on that, and based on some context of different lines and shit that Figmentum says. Figmentum. Uh, I think that that's her. So that's probably my hottest take. So I don't have any hot takes because I am an optimist. Mm -hmm. And I feel like everything that I hope that happens is too um, rainbows and butterflies for mm -hmm. Pierce. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I think everyone's gonna be happy in the end. <laughs> This is my hot take, full of fire. Darrow is, is gonna. kind of a hot take, actually. <laughs> Darrow is going to get to actually spend time with his wife and child, and like we get to so. live in this new world that he fought so hard to create. Mm -hmm. And then you know, same with Severo and Victra and their the remaining children. I also think for sure Darrow's gonna die. IP. I'm not sure that's very hot. I hope to God Darrow does not die. I don't just, be mad. I get super. I don't like mad. that stuff. <laughs> I there's a specific book series. I won't say the name of it, but the um you get through all these books and then the protagonist dies and it's mm -hmm. like a stupid death. You're like, they live through so many things that like they shouldn't have lived through, and then they die in this like it didn't it it didn't even deserve death. Like if that happens, I'm gonna be so pissed. I'm gonna quit the podcast. It's not going to be a stupid death. You got to trust Pierce. I'm just saying, like, when the protagonist dies, I get mad. Mm -hmm. So. No, I do, too. I'm pretty, like, um, I think I do. So my main one is that I think Darrow and Cassius are a better pairing than Darrow and Severo. But I like Darrow and Cassius. I love that bromance. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited for them and whatever the like, What the do you think of the threesome? I don't know. Se Severo, get out of there. Yeah, my spiciest take is probably I don't like Severo as much as everybody else. I don't, that's that's my build on it. I don't love, like, everyone's like, if Severo dies, we, we riot. I'm like, I'd be okay with it. It's this. fine. He's the he's the henchman. Like, he's supposed to die. Are you guys kidding me right now? <laughs> no. You guys are okay. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I like Severo. I feel he's betrayed. Very, he's very entertaining, but also... Severo can't die. It's not his fault that, like, his dad and Darrow are dragging him through this war. Like, he just wants to have a family and bang Victra violently <laughs> and, like, have a good time. Like, Severo doesn't deserve to die. I'm not saying he deserves to die. I'm just saying if he dies, I'm not going to be, like, the rest of the fan base and say we need to riot. Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm at. I think I'm like, Pierce, I get it. It was a tough call. It's fine. I don't know. He's had a moment be, for like 12 years. I like that's going to die. If it's as bad as Ragnar's, I don't know if I can take it. <laughs> Ragnar is just like, it's one of the worst fictional deaths. So many times, and I, it's so fucking sad. Like, my heart feels like it's being ripped out. And then, like, the, the, his last quote, um, when he's like, Ugh. I'll build your house in the veil, but take your time for I am no builder. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, me either. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, every time on that. Every time, like, I, I like, think about that, like, every other week. It just, like, pops into my head. I'm like, Ragnar died. And I think about that line. And, you think about mm -hmm. it that often? Yeah, dude, it's affecting. You need to get some happiness in your life. <laughs> 
I think Ragnar is probably like the best person in the series, just as a pure person. Him or the Telemannuses. And tongueless. <laughs> Maybe tongueless. Did you see um, Pierce on something was like, I'm going to bring that dog back because everyone was giving him uh, Yes, him what happened to the dog? You want to know. Like, there was a huge war going on. I hope not. Hopefully, we don't know. I mean, Venus sucks, so like they probably eat dogs. Right. Mm. It's tough. Get loose on Luna or something. Or he's still on the ship and someone stopped feeding yeah, him. Could be just like like, extremely binge mode voice protect Tumless's dog <laughs> <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> I'll adopt the dog. Hey, I bet Blair adopted the dog. Let's be honest. That's true. Maybe he'll, he'll probably maybe he'll just like dog. put her in. Like a random, the last Homo sapien came out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a great point about Ragnar, though. He is like the best person. Like mm-hmm. he has like the purest heart. Yeah, and then um, you guys did your Telemannus episode this week, and um, I was able to sneak it in before doing this. Nice. And they're sort of like um, the Weasleys from Harry Potter, where like every single one of them, yeah. just they all slap. They're all just like, they're down for a fight. They're like, yeah. when you need something, they're there. That's a great comparison. We could have used that on our podcast. Series. And redheads. Redheads. <laughs> Thanks for the tip, Thomas. Sorry, guys. I should have oh, emailed. <laughs> no, and it's like, you don't always get like a whole family in a series. You just know one of the characters. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like a constant helping hand, and they're always just willing to sacrifice. Like, mm-hmm. not that we like Harry Potter. <laughs> like, we like it. We don't. We don't love it. We like it. I like it. I know. I like it too. Yeah, that's fine. Do you know what I love? The Chronicles of Narnia. They're somewhere on the shelf. Both of those. <laughs> I've never read those books. What? Uh, they are so easy to read. You can read all as there's seven. I, just, yeah. I think you can read all seven in like one night. Really? Yeah. The best one is the uh, least magic you want to. The horse and his boy. That's my yes. favorite. They're great. I mean, like, talk about walking into random closets and hoping that you could find Narnia. I mean. Are they like, can an adult read them? Yeah, um, it's kind of like Harry Potter. Like, they're. I don't know. I haven't read them in a while. I'm at, I'm at like right now at that age where you go back to your kid books and for the first time you, you can't do it anymore. You're like, oh yeah, no. Dude. I used to read the, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but the Redwall series. Uh, nope. I was just like a giant fan of it. And it's mm-hmm. basically like medieval knights and stuff, but it's all with woodland forest creatures <laughs> instead of like human Humans, beings. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just, that got me into fantasy when I was a child. And I went back and looked through one of those books now and I was just like, can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the last time I read Narnia was in high school. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I think me too, honestly. Or maybe like early college. I read them when I, I, I went with my husband when we were dating. I went on a tour with his band and I read the Chronicles of Narnia in like a 17 passenger van with the guys oh, nice. of the band. <laughs> And I was reading The Chronicles of Narnia. That's the last time I read it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's like, I was a huge Sailor Moon junkie. Like, I was, like, I was Sailor Mars, like, for all of my childhood. And I tried to go back and watch that. And I was like, first of all, this is hyper-sexualized. What the <laughs> fuck? And um, it's it's gory as hell, but it's mm-hmm. also, like, terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like... This was like my favorite show. It's yeah. it sucks when perspective ruins your memories. Yeah, I think the big thing for me was um I started my history masters and I took a World War II class and I read all these books about like cannibalism on the Eastern Front. Oh shit. And it don't do it. <laughs> <They're awful. laughs> Anytime I read about I have to like there's cannibalism, I'm like, skip that chapter. Yeah. It's just terrible. So you didn't like the institute? Um <laughs> See, fictional cannibalism is okay, but like real, <laughs> real cannibalism like, is too far. Because Stalin was just evil, so his yeah. people were starving and just like they're never mind. I'm not gonna get into it. It's that too horrible. Awful. Um, but so then I like, take you don't like real life cannibalism. <laughs> you said it here on the I'm podcast. out here. I'm spicy. So yeah, that's controversial for sure. Maybe like take the sriracha out of there. <laughs> Reduce the heat next time. 
terrible. <laughs> You're the jackal now. Oh no. Anti-jackal. <laughs> um, so sort of in the you touched on not um never mind, lost my train of thought. Anyway. Um, so have you guys seen the movie Tombstone with Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer? I have. Okay. So, you know, it's just basically Val Kilmer says amazing stuff the entire time. Yes. And I, to my knowledge, we have not gotten a tombstone reference in any of these movies or any of these books. Mm. So we got Diomedes, we got Cassius, we got Darrow. Any one of them could have and should have dropped one by now. Or even Ephraim, like they're doing... When they were doing the gambling scene, he definitely should have said, poker's not your game. How about a spelling contest? <laughs> anyway. Okay. You definitely but, need a character with a giant mustache. Exactly. But, so <laughs> picture this, though. Um, when Diomedes, who I think will fight alongside Cassius, Cassius, yeah, <laughs> keep doing it, Cassius <laughs> and Darrow at some point, mm-hmm. um, I need him and Ajax to fight and do the I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. There's so much Latin going on in that movie too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole Latin sequence. So. Even if he just sneaks the Latin in, which most people. Yeah. Don't. Do you think that's why Apple speaks in Latin and stuff? No, maybe Latin or Apple could do it. Yeah, he could. Apple's speaking Latin because he likes Paradise Lost. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just he just likes to make people uncomfortable. He's just an asshole. <laughs> he's, I he's love Apple. Here. He's my favorite bad guy. Giant weirdo. He is, I, yeah, there's so many bad guys now, too. <laughs> Especially right now. Yeah, which brings me to the next point. How do you guys feel about Abominatrius, and how did you feel when you, like, first read it or heard it? Do you want to go first? Um, I was like, why do we need mm-hmm. this? We have enough bad guys. We already killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, this is fucking weird. True. Creepy. Mm-hmm. It was honestly the first time I'd ever questioned like what is Pierce doing mm-hmm. uh, with this. Um, not that I'm not okay with it or anything, but it was just like, okay, what are we doing here? And I know that he was interested to see what people thought about it because when we interviewed him, we hadn't gotten to that part. Yeah, we hadn't gotten to that part yet. So I was I was in the middle of Dark Age. I the was book like, just came out like we did not have time to get through that beast before we met him. Right. So I was like, I had just read the Day of Red Doves, um, and that was like devastating. Mm-hmm. And so that was what I was going into the interview on, and I was like, oh man, Pierce, I just read Day of Red Doves. That's fucking terrible. And he's like, Have you met the Emperor yet? And I was like, no, not yet. And he's like, oh, okay, there's a character coming up. It's called the Emperor. Um, I'd love to know what you think or whatever. So he's like, uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll let you know or whatever. And so I know he was like curious to see what people thought of that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, the more like I've gone back and thought about it, I think it can play pay out and like it'll have a good um, – ending with like mustang's relationship to him mm-hmm. but it is like i did question it at first i did think it was like this is just this seems like too much yeah i have basically the same reaction it reminded me of bad like star wars novels yes. um and i was like you know pierce is, is a cut above bad star wars writers but right. so like i'll trust him but i am you know i'm a little wary it's, a, a it's interesting to see what he does with that. Like mm-hmm. the part where it came back and you got that good chapter where like you see that he needs like Mustang's approval and he's not the same character that the Jackal was. And it's like, it's like a completely different person almost. Um, but he has like a lot of the same issues except they're all now focused on Mustang instead of Nero. Um, I think it can pay off. But it was like a really interesting development. Yeah. Know. Especially with like everything else going on. Yes. That's how like, I felt. I was just like, do we really need this right now? Yeah, especially with that and like the Ask Money mm-hmm. and Bolson Fats, just like, Atlas and it's a lot of like family connections mm-hmm. and a lot of just like people popping up and not dead or whatever, you know. Um so it's also go ahead. Um it's interesting because like Abominadrius seemingly he like doesn't have a clear path to add allies because yeah. the rising in the society I think both would hate him because he's a clone so the rem in the society remnant would hate him and obviously the um 
like if he tried to outwardly hold power, uh, people yeah. would just reject him uh, in the the core, I guess, the, the public. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's a good point. Like I, I don't see kind of what his path is or his end game, you know, mm -hmm. um, other than just like amassing his own power, I guess, and revenge. Other but... than mind diddling several. Right. Actually, I have a theory about that. This. Okay. So the prologue that was he pierced like halfway showed us a little bit of. Mm -hmm. um, he says like the fear night descends on a starving moon. So that makes me think that um, Abominadrius and his bone riders are going to get waxed by the Gorgons. And that, um, what's his name? What's the Fear Knight's real name? Atlas. Atlas. Atlas knows how to use the Morning Throne. And he's going to brain diddle uh, the Howlers. Oh. And so, like, because we saw he's there's a lot of... not diddle the Howlers. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> At least some Atlas of them. Only That's knows true. how to diddle, but... <laughs> That's true. I didn't think of that. Um, but so, like... <laughs> Is this a PG podcast? <laughs> no, I think we're good, you know? We're setting the tone. <laughs> I'm going to tell people, you know, there's a lot of spoilers. So only, probably only hardcore fans will listen anyway. Yeah. Um, but so it's just like last time there were a lot of theories about Tumless and he dies in, you know, the first 30 seconds. So I think we That's might see something similar. Not really. Though. Like maybe Abominadrius. He probably doesn't die, but he's like, oh, in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. It did seem like he was descending on Luna. I, I like that call. Um, and that would be cool to see when we're all expecting like either Darrow and Cassius or Victor and Mustang to be the people that confront Abominadrius for it to be the Fear Knight. Mm -hmm. That would be pretty dope. The Fear Knight has, it's interesting because the way Pierce writes him and even Abominadrius, they both have their vulnerabilities. And then the mm -hmm. Fear Knight even almost has like, some coolness like you you kind of want to like him but then you're like wait no he took pulls up pets. yeah he's like a monster so like yeah. Pierce says this thing where he always kind of makes you like the bad guys so mm -hmm. um and you kind of see like oh they could be redeemed like they have some redemptive qualities so i i don't know like i feel like he did that with abominadrius too by making mm -hmm. him like a vulnerable like younger brother all of a sudden mm -hmm. yeah it's not really his fault he was yeah to be so evil. i as much as i hate the bad guys like you're supposed to like i also like optimistic me sees them like turning and fighting for the good guys right right also he's like Helping out in some way he's like 10 so i don't really want to root for him yeah. to get killed yeah <laughs> it's like what are you gonna do to a little boy mm -hmm. not pastels him, i guess <laughs> I need a bathroom break. I'll be right back. Okay, so winding down on questions here. Okay. Um, we actually answered a bunch of them just through talking, which is cool. Nice. Uh, do you guys have any theories for how anything will play out? Yes. Okay, so here's how it's going to happen. Um, uh, Cassius mm -hmm. and... Darrow are going to, oh fuck, what was my theory? Oh, Mustang and Victra are gonna go save Severo and the Howlers mm -hmm. from Abominadris, and then Mustang's gonna kill her little brother, her little baby clone brother. Um, and then Severo and Victra, they'll be happily ever after. And then <laughs> Darrow and Cassius um, are gonna have a picnic with Thraxa, and they're gonna go uh, get Atlas, nice. and Cassius is gonna help Darrow kill Atlas and uh, destroy the Gorgons, right? Mm -hmm. And then Apple is going to wear his ghost cloak naked and kill Lysander for us. Nice, just for fun, and then probably. He's just gonna move back to Venus and like be an issue for later days. <laughs> and then we're all gonna be happy. I'll tell you what concerns me about that. Oh, I forgot Volsung Fa. So Lyria is going to go save Volga, and Lyria is going to, um, you know, figmentum uh, and get all cool ninja skills, and she's going to kill Volsung Fa, and he's going to be like, this little red bitch, and mm -hmm. she's going to be like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. 
she's gonna do one v one them. Arya stab in the eye oh, situation. Like mm-hmm. She's gonna drop the knife. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. how's the book gonna end then? Um, mine are more like broad. I I think that Lysander's gonna underestimate Apollonius, mm-hmm. um, and that's gonna be a big issue for him. I also think that Lysander and Atlas are eventually gonna turn on Atalantia and get rid of that whole. Oh, I forgot about her again. Group of people. Let's do that. There's uh, so there's too many villains. Yeah. Too many bad to keep guys. Keep track of. And then I think that by the end of the book, I think we're eventually going to end back on Mars. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like the book's got to get back to Mars, and we're going to have some kind of large scale war battle there. Oh, I thought you were going to say like family reunion. <laughs> no, I think like I think the book has to end on Mars. That, that to me feels like like another like it has to come back around to that. Um, and it seems like that's where like you know like Mustang like the Republic are going to be based out of. I also think I agree with you that Thomas that I think Diomedes is going to switch sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it. Yeah. And you mean be on Darrow's side? Yeah. Well, on yeah. though, this just popped into my head. He was on the moon with Atlas, right? For his childhood, they were both hostages. I, I don't. I think Diomedes was still just back out in deep space. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought he might have been one of the. Yeah, you just you just send one kid. I think it was just Atlas that was the ward. To be yeah. a ward. Okay. Never mind that. I was just thinking. Why like, Atlas is fucked in the head. And Diomedes is cool. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe because you know Atlas has his uh, his web all over the place with Bolson Fa and everything. What if Diomedes is like a sleeper for him, and so he because I like Atlas. I I don't know what to do with him. He's got so much going on. Like he might be the big bad. You know. He's a complete enigma. He does seem like he's going to be like the final boss, like with Lysander. It seems like that Atlas and Lysander are going to be like teamed up mm. together at the end versus like Darrow and his group. That that to me seems natural. Do you think Apple's gonna get the mind's eye and be like I think Apple's gonna try to betray Lysander, but I'm But not, he's gonna he needs the mind's eye first. Yeah. I I don't I mean, know. Like you can't I, give I Apple have, the mind's eye. Yeah. Like you can't if you I, know. <laughs> I, I don't think he's capable of like I feel like you have to be an abused child to have the mind's eye. Well, I think mm-hmm. you need, like, I don't know, a more self-control than what Apple has to be able to do the mind's eye. But, yeah, I don't know. I think he's going to try to betray it's whether Lysander, like, completely underestimates him and that fucks him or um, whether Lysander catches on to it early enough. But I definitely think Apple's, like, going to try and deceive Lysander. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think it's going to end up being like Lysander Atlas versus Darrow and whoever he can bring over to his side, Diomedes. And I think ultimately, like, I still think the Rem is just going to want to be independent from the inner core and they're going to have their society still. Still might have like a stalemate and yeah. just like Darrow's dead. Let it, let's let them be now. Yeah, we'll I don't know. I, I do think like Daryl. Whoa, Daryl's dead. When did that happen? <laughs> I hope it doesn't. I'm just, I was trying to, you know, following the logic. Let moonies be moonies. I think he's going to like heroically, you know, have to make that heroic sacrifice decision. I don't know. Do you think Pierce even knows? We'll see. He said we'll see. that he tweeted the like shortly after Dark Gage came out that he thought of the ending. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be hard to keep a secret like that. Yeah, because his writing style is like he makes it up as he goes. But like right. typically with writing, you do need to know like where where you're going. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of the um, optimistic part of me thinks that Pierce is going to leave him alive because I feel like he wants to. He loves this world that he made, and that after he gets to whatever his next uh, story is, he'll return to Red Rising. But that's mostly just because I don't want to leave it. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you. We'll eventually come back to the world. It does seem like he wants to write something else, though. Mm-hmm. John, make me a drink. Uh-huh. Well, we're recording, but. <laughs> so no. Shut up. Don't talk. <laughs> that's my husband. 
What up? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, I don't like to like land on any specific wishes or predictions because mm -hmm. like I want Pierce to tell me what's going to happen. I don't want to like, <laughs> yeah, no, For, you know, I don't. I, I like, don't I really enjoy theorizing, but it's never something where like I'm going to be disappointed if right. I, I think is doesn't happen because I'd rather just the author take me on a ride mm -hmm. and I totally trust him to tell the story the, the right way. But for me, it's just fun. It's like fun to fucking talk about yeah. theories and shit. Yeah, that's mostly well, what I am. Because you don't even want to like, because what if you guess right and you somehow spoil it for yourself? Right. <laughs> it's like, you know. Well, it's like some of that stuff, like people you can get overly serious about it and then like starts ruining their, like they have expectations and mm -hmm. I feel like that happened with Star Wars and like that yeah, big time. reddited to reddited. all hell. And that whole sequel trilogy did and uh yeah. that to me is really disappointing so i'd never want to see that happen to yeah this series yeah that is um that is one good thing is that pierce seems very critical of the sequel trilogy so yeah. that gives me abominatrious hope that that'll pan out because <laughs> it'll be like just don't have him electrocute himself to death <laughs> and we're good oh don't remind me thomas it's tough <laughs> Oh man. Um, so yeah, I mean that's basically all I have. Um, yeah, thank you guys for uh, coming on and doing this. That's awesome. For sure. Thank you for having us. Mm -hmm. This it's always fun to talk Red Rising. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, it, I always. We try <laughs> we try to expand the the fandom as much as we can. You know. Yeah, me too. I always I tell all my friends to read it. I got my mom to read it, and she oh my. It, and she got um her my uh, stepdad to read it, and he is I think he's still on Morningstar. Um, okay. But he will just like randomly text me stuff uh, like Dem democracy with a K. He says that a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad read him too. He he nice. liked him. Yeah. yeah, I got my mom to read it. So, oh yeah, man. Let us know when this comes out. We'll promote promote it for you. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. It'll probably be uh, Monday. Okay. Yeah. Do you, are you like, um, going to put it on Instagram or are you going to throw it up at? Um, probably all over. I'll probably, uh, like tag you guys and where okay. yeah. probably yeah. Facebook and Instagram and maybe Twitter. Okay. Yeah. You we're on all, yeah, obviously on all three. So just let us know. Mm -hmm. I'll throw it up there for you. So people listen to it and stuff. All right. Um, so where can people find your podcast? We are on all podcast platforms. You can mm -hmm. find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy. Email us, howlerpod at gmail.com. Visit us at howlerpod.com. And five stars only. <laughs> what happens if they don't give you five uh, stars only? Yeah. Thomas' podcast also needs five yeah, stars Yeah, if you only. don't give yeah. Thomas' podcast five stars only, <laughs> then we are going to come find you. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and stick pulls up your butts obviously that's what i was gonna say <laughs> and ben is gonna brain diddle you so nice that actually for one. like a great night <laughs> <laughs> or like extremely that'd be a weird way to die yeah Probably, <laughs> it depends on the order because if you you know the pulls of your butt and then it gets erased from your mind it's probably it's not the end of the world i guess but yeah then you're like what's happening i don't know do i care <laughs> not sure about it five stars only that's the bottom line my only tip i can give you is it pays to threaten people okay. <laughs> keep that in mind here's i am i'm gonna tell them five stars only if you want to give me feedback email me on the reviews five stars <laughs> i don't care yeah. we'll lie go. to the people yeah it's great all right Thank you. Well, guys. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, ma'am. Talk to you soon. Welcome back from the break. Uh, that was an amazing interview. Big thank you to Ben and Aaron again for coming on. I'm fired up right now. I feel like the opposite of Ephraim on Zoladone. I feel like I just injected 18 stems. I'm ready to take on Atlantia's army. Ajax, I'm ready to kill him. He's nothing. Uh, you know, there's this weird thing that happens when you listen to a podcast, which you start to think of the host as your friends. And, you know, I don't want to assume anything with Ben and Aaron, but it felt like we connected immediately and our conversation just got going and going. And, you know, it went a little too well, where 
I'm new to this podcast game. I forgot to ask a couple of my questions. And some of them are real heaters. So, you know, hopefully I can get them on again. We can talk Red Rising, all sorts of other stuff. We'll see them. You know, that's the way the way of the road. Sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't. Uh, you know, please, please, please come out here. Do what Aaron says and give this podcast five stars only because we don't want her to do what she promised if you don't give this podcast five stars only. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to make like a tree and get out of here. So catch y'all on the flip. Thank you.